This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that looks forward to AI because God knows Scott and I need it desperately. I'm Andrew Page and with me as always is Scott Phillips. G'day Andrew, g'day Fools. AI? Uh, artificial intelligence. Well, we, could what the cool some of that. <laughs> we could do with any kind of intelligence, let's face it. Speaking of which, what are we going to talk well, about? Well, we're going to go a little bit techie. We're going to talk about Facebook. Shares there hit an all-time high and they had a cracker of a Ooh. quarterly result. So we'll okay. talk a bit about that. Speaking we'll, of high tech. Speaking of high tech, we're going to talk about Woolies and Coke and the battle of the brands. These two titans are really tussling it out over uh, a shelf space and a whole bunch more. We'll talk about that as well. We're going to talk, speaking of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk at loggerheads. In fact, there are trading blows <laughs> over artificial intelligence. One of my favorite tweets of all time, it's, so stay tuned, Phil. It's brilliant. We'll talk about that. And then I'm going to get on my high horse and <laughs> we're talking about where will the market be by Christmas and what a ridiculous thing that is to waste your time on. But sure. first, Facebook. Now, mate, I remember when oh, Facebook listed. Yeah. And I remember you saying... <laughs> Nice. Why would you invest in this thing for? Now, to be flash fair, it, I said exactly the, the same thing. Yeah, I, mate, this is a spectacularly successful incredible operation. Yep. I look. I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily at that point even saying Facebook was a terrible concept, terrible platform. Obviously, everyone used it. It was great. Yep. It wasn't going away anytime soon. I just can't work out who the hell I couldn't at the time, and frankly, still can't work out who the hell is clicking on all these bloody ads that is giving Facebook so much money. And they are plenty of people Aren't doing. They? It has been said that of all incremental ad dollars, Google and Facebook collect eighty percent of that. Think about now. We want well. Is there any wonder why newspapers and uh, TV stations are doing it so tough exactly. when they are just hoovering up so much of the of those rivers of gold? Exactly. Um, but I, yeah, I was the same. It was, it was never against Facebook, but I remember it had a nosebleed of a valuation when it listed on the market. I want to say about a hundred, <laughs> the, the price was a hundred times its earnings, which, you know, to put that in context, the market average is usually around 15 or so. Hit me with some stats. Uh, the share price uh, halved not long after listing. Oh, man, could you imagine? See, I was right. Then, you know, so I was doing victory laps <laughs> thinking, I told you. Uh, anyway, so last night they had a, a cracker of a qu- quarterly result. Shares hit an all-time high up around a hundred just shy of $170 per share. That's up 44% this year alone. Matt, it's probably about six or seven times it's low post-IPO. Yeah, yeah. It just would have been an incredible investment. A company's worth $500 billion. Half half a a trillion trillion dollars. dollars, This monster of a company. That's not bad walking around money. It's not bad at all, is it? So it's all. So what was really driving the result was ad dollars, but it was the mobile app that's getting plenty of attraction. There. Have you ever clicked on an ad on Facebook? I don't even use Facebook. If I'm being <laughs> honest, I'm a Twitter man. You're a man of the people. I'm a Twitter Andrew, man. You're a man of the people. And I don't even use that. That too much. I, I got I nothing know. to say. I'm gonna, uh, you're, you're no use to me, Liam. Mate, t- talk the, the voice. The voice of the new generation. Yes. Facebook. Do you click on Facebook ads? Uh, rarely. I think rarely. I might have uh, clicked on a couple of promoted things in my feed okay. once or twice, right. but generally. I feel like it's if I see the promoted symbol in the top left-hand corner in that faded grey writing, I tend to ignore it on principle. Yeah, good yeah. point. You know what I really love is those ones who say, you're a 35 to 44-year-old man in Sydney. You would love this thing. It's like, that is a really, really ordinarily targeted ad. <laughs> Mate, isn't it like those late-night sexting services you see hey, advertised whoa, 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 on TV? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, who the hell is clicking? Who the hell? Anyway, that's you almost just me. Say, that Some, but that's, that's that almost sounded though. authentic. It you did. almost sound like a bloke who'd never done that, which is really impressive. <laughs> it, just, it seems to me, it's, it's, it's one of those things that is self-evident. Clearly, people are because otherwise the numbers wouldn't be there. So, Which is, but, by the way, just a really quick tangent. That's a really smart investing lesson. You know, Webjet, yeah, I ignored Webjet yeah. for oh, such a long so time true. because I kind of went... 
who the hell pays 20 bucks a click yes. when you go and book on the airline's own websites? The yep. answer, unfortunately, is everybody. Yep. And I missed out on a really, frankly, we, well, luckily we did recommend it for Hidden Gems, our small cap service, but way, way, way too late. When I finally got it through my thick head that yes. just because I didn't do it, someone was, and doing a lot, and doing it in larger and larger numbers. The academics call it reference bias. You know, it's that idea that you sort of use your own sort of personal uh, outlook and situation, easily accessible sort of um, uh, examples to basically inform your whole outlook. And it's, it can be really dangerous. Now, speaking of reference bias, I'm sitting here and in front of me is a bottle of liquid gold, Coke Zero itself. Coke Zero, mate, I hope you've stocked up because they're not going to be selling that for much longer. How's that for a segue? That was a beautiful segue. We've been doing segue. this for over a year. We finally managed finally to get it right. Got... Mark this day, fools. We're already doing victory laps on it as well. <laughs> Yep. The yep. Point, we can stop now. Yeah, we can thanks thanks, thanks yeah. for listening. We're done. <laughs> okay. So, so that's Facebook. All right. Under Woolies and Coke. <laughs> oh, come on. We have oh, one we, there. No, we, no, we, 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 we I gave we you go, the perfect segue and then you went, oh, that's Facebook. How mate, about Woolies? Mate, I come need, on, dude, I need to out. tie a nice little bow on, on these things before we oh, move we'll on. go back. All and right, I, and right. I just want to have to ask you one question, and I think it's something that people would like to ask. Snatching defeat from the jaws it, of victory. Is Liam is going to give you an absolute hiding after this episode. I think anyone listening to that goes, okay, that's really interesting. But, 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 but I've got something to go back to. Hang, but, on. hang but, on, hang on, hang on. It's 170 bucks a share. <laughs> it, it's 44 times earning at this point in time. Yes. Okay, you guys got it horribly wrong, but is now, have you capitulated? Is now the time to buy? Is it too late? Have I missed the game? That's the question I think we need to answer. You need to answer, I should say. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mate, I'm not going to bet against Facebook. It has proven itself to be an incredibly sticky, incredibly profitable social network. Um, while ever Zuck's there and trying to do his best, I think there stands a very good chance of him being able to capitalize on what's available. And frankly, once you get to a certain size, if you can keep your culture, they, are, they have so much money now to spend in R&D. They're spending more in R&D now than probably they were doing in revenue three, four years ago. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the size of the price. Now, frankly, big businesses get old and they get calcified and yep. they get disrupted. So Facebook yep. will probably face that one day. I reckon it's too early and it's, and it's I don't own any Facebook shares. I probably should have. Um, I, would I buy? No, I'm not going to rush out and buy them tomorrow, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's to my own detriment. But, um, but I wouldn't bet against him. I think, I think Facebook's a very decent chance of being a market better over the next When decade. you have 2 billion people, close to one third of the global population, logging right, right. onto your platform every month right. and is growing strongly, <laughs> I wouldn't bet against it either, mate. Motley Fool Money. Financial advice for real people, not trust fund hippies. Sign up for the newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Let's no, go. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of simple segues, that's right. Look over there. Sorry, it's mate. Woolies and Coke it's, and stuff. So, so here's the story. We keep we keep coming back to this because because you're a, you're a massive Coke nerd and mm. uh, it's it's it is a drinking look, one as we speak. It, them and Woolies attract a lot of attention on the market and for good reason. These are companies that you know five years ago, if you wanted to sort of pick two examples of sort of big blue chip companies that had created phenomenal long-term wealth for shareholders. It'd be hard to sort of create a list without mentioning those yeah, two. Yeah. And yet really in recent times, they've been pretty awful. In fact, shares of both of them are really well off their all time highs. Um, and there's a lot of talk of sort of structural change mm -hmm. here, disruption. And not only well off their five-year highs, both of them over five years have lost money for investors. Yeah, they have. If, if you held shares over yeah. five years for that period of time, yeah. you've lost money on both, which yeah. is just phenomenal. It is. It is. So it's, it's worth talking about because this, mm. this could be, you know, the, the, some of the world's biggest value traps or perhaps a really good <laughs> opportunity here. Yeah. So let's, let's talk a bit about this. So the latest tussle here is that, well, it, it's happened in, in, in stages here. First, 
Woolies said, no thanks to sugar-free Coke. Coke came out, hey, we've got this great new product. It's going to be wonderful. It's Coke, no sugar, thank you. Coke, no sugar, sorry. Yes, uh, we're going to replace uh, Coke Zero. Sorry, mate. <laughs> um, and 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 Woolies said, no. No, yep. well, good, good luck, but we're not going to stock it. Correct. So, great. That's, that's, not, that's not wonderful news. Now the Woolies have come out and said, look, we stock uh, five uh, Mount Franklin products at the mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. um, we are going to get rid of three of them. And uh, now... This is interesting for a couple of reasons. One, there's, there's been this sort of shift away from these high calorie sugary beverages mm -hmm. into these, these healthier things. Mm -hmm. Mount Franklin's been a great success for Coke. And now even that's been under threat as well. Woolies obviously preferring to sell its own branded product mm. that, you know, get it rid of some Mount Franklin's, clears up some shelf space for them. Mm. And it is not good news whatsoever. Mm. Not only that, but we've talked about this before. Domino's dumped Coke uh, as well. And they've moved across to Pepsi as well, which I know you're a... You're a big I'm fan of that still decision. dirty on that just quietly. <laughs> You're never going to let that one go. So, so I, I guess the question we have to ask here, well, there's, there's two things here. Who has the, the greater muscle in this war here, Woolies or Coke? I think this is one of the big changes of the last decade, Andrew. I think, I think we'll see more and more of this over time. Mm -hmm. I think if you, if you look at the way this has come about and what's changed, I think, look, not stocking no sugar was kind of understandable. It, look, it's Coke, right? So who says no to Coke is the first thing. So the fact Woolies is saying no to Coke is meaningful, but it was a new untested product. They've already got Red Coke. They've got Coke Zero. They've got Diet Coke. And Woolies mm -hmm. are saying, guys, you're already in a phenomenal percentage of my, my shelf space. Yeah. I'm not going to squeeze in another product, which is kind of the same as Diet Coke and Coke Zero, but just with a different And, and by the way, we just had that Coke Life experience as well, which wasn't <laughs> yeah, wonderful. There was that. <clears throat> so I get that. That's what they want to try and do. Mm -hmm. Like it, it makes sense, right? Kind of. The Mount Franklin thing is a whole different story. These are products that were on shelf, that mm. were selling. They have a brand position. Coke have just dropped the price of Mount Franklin to try and generate some more sales growth mm. from that brand. And Willie's actually actively taking it away. It's one thing to say, no, I'm not trying a new product. It's another thing to say, you're Coke and I'm Willie's and I'm taking 60% of your products off my shelves mm. um, in that particular, in the water range. And I think this is the real challenge, the change now between brand power. Once upon a time, we said, I know what I want to buy. Yep. Now, where will I buy it? And, now that, and that's doing... why Coke had the power. Because you know, right, right. if Woolies said no, they're only going to hurt we themselves. Want Coke, we Cut want off Vegemite, their nose to spite their face. Want... Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not going to Woolies. I'll go to Coles if they're going to stock it. Correct. Right. These days, the, 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 the power is moving far, far more to, rather than I know what I want, mm. where am I going to get it? Mm. People are moving towards, I know where I'm going. Mm. I wonder what I'll get when I get yes. there. Yep. And that's a real change. This is, the, this is the rise of retailer as brand, if mm. you want to put a, mm -hmm. some air quotes around it. Yep. Kmart, Six did years a ago now, wonderful I job of that, didn't they? They basically yeah. got rid of every brand in their shops. Instead of selling twenty twenty-five dollar Billabong t-shirt, yeah. rip curl t-shirts, whatever else, mm. you can tell where I grew up in the eighties. Um, <laughs> getting rid of those and replaced them with man. basically five buck t-shirts yep. with no branding, A little mm. design on the front mm. of pattern or whatever. Five bucks, mm. two dollar thongs, ten dollar shorts. You know, it was all about the price point, and yep. that was that was proof positive. If you never needed it, yep. that the market is saying, we don't really care what shirt we buy. We trust Kmart. We we like the price. That's our decision made. The brand is ancillary to that. Yes. Aldi, another great example. Aldi turns up into the market. 90% of what they sell is either non-branded or branded with an Aldi home brand, yep. a brand we've never heard of. And, and they're selling a heap of tin spaghetti and tuna and everything, snow yeah. gear. Everything Aldi sells, other than a few key products like Milo and Vegemite and a couple others, mm -hmm. they're all home brands that people are buying in droves. Mm -hmm. And this is a real change. Back in the day, the brand was the trust mark. Mm -hmm. Now the retailers are basically putting their own stamp of approval on those products mm -hmm. and people are prepared to buy whatever Woolies is selling. And Woolies in particular, to the Coke example, mm. is going to replace Mount Franklin with home brand water. Yeah, Why? Mm. Because they can say, A, our prices are lower. Yep. They get and, more of a margin. And B, we get more margin. Yep. And that's a really nice one-two punch. If you're Woolies, you're saying, 
I don't think my consumers will care which brand they buy. Mm. They want it cheap. They want it available. And I want to make some money. And that's why Mount Franklin goes and some Woolies home brand water or Woolworths select water, whatever they put in there, mm. goes in its place. I've tussled with Coke for a long time. It's on a short list that I have there. I, I regularly go back and look at it. And a couple of things that I've run past you that, that I'm keen for your insights. On. Before you do that, okay. Because I, I, before I forget, okay. I own Coke personally, and it's also a recommendation of the service that I run. So right. I mean, uh, listeners should be aware of that. Yes, which is why I want to ask you, I guess. I get, there's, Shoot me. The first is that this is a volume game for them. I mean, mm. they... they goes all the way up to 11, Andrew. <laughs> it does. Well, this is a triple M podcast, buddy. We go all the way to 11 on volume. Coke need to sell a hell of a lot of bottles and cans oh, and, and whatnot. Oh, volume, that kind of right, volume. Yeah, that volume. Okay, okay. Cool. And, and uh, the supermarkets account for a lot of that. So yes. there's there's plenty of stuff in the so-called root trade where there's, you know, the, the corner shops and the takeaway route joints. Like the route trade from yes. root, <laughs> potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Uh, or not depends. Uh, um, uh, on. Moving yes. on. Okay. Um, uh, so that's 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 potentially damaging. They've been trying to move into Indonesia for a yeah. while. That hasn't that hasn't been wonderfully successful. There's yeah. been this big move away from sugary branded, pro, uh, sugary, uh, uh, high calorie products. They haven't really plugged that gap. They're finding it difficult to sort of um, replace the volume that they're losing elsewhere. Yep. You know, I, I I think it's a it's a foolhardy person that. You know, goes short on Coca-Cola and bets against something. It's been such yes. a phenomenal success story over a hundred years plus or whatever it is, if you're talking about the parent company. Mm -hmm. But I'm just, I'm just thinking this, there is a lot of wind that these guys are sailing into. Can you alleviate any of those concerns? Some. Okay. Um, and I think this is the real question right now about how much do you pay and what the shares are worth. Okay. Frankly, the shares are off a lot. And so yes. I like it a lot more at the current price than frankly, the price I bought my shares and the sure, price we recommended sure. it because of this, this change in brand power. And, and frankly, right now, when I, when I recommended the stock back in 2012 or 13, I want to say, um, unfortunately the shares were higher, but I, I was of the belief that, that Coke would eventually end up, if not triumphant versus Woolworths, they would both manage to coexist reasonably well. Yep. That com competition would fade away, that margins would improve and things would go back to normal. And they haven't gone back to normal. And I think if there is anything here, it's the fact that consumers have continued post GFC to demand everything on special, everything cheap. And that's really made a massive difference. And so the, the products that, you know, you, you can't, you, no one buys Coke except when it's on special these days. Yep. And Woolies know that they can demand whatever discounts they want. Pepsi are happy to play that game as well. And Coke's trying to maintain its margins and simply can't do it. It can't maintain those margins and get growth at the same time. You mentioned the route trade is big. The, the, the market is huge when it comes to, you know, outside Australia as well. Indonesia in particular is going to be a massive opportunity for Coke. But right now, that's, that's still tomorrow's story. And today's story is still very much one of the retailers are calling the shots. And for now, at least, I think that's going to make Coke's job in the Australian market a little mm -hmm. bit tough. Now, I think the current price is reasonable for that opportunity. So yeah. on balance, I still think it's worth buying at today's prices. Um, but right now, I wouldn't pay a heap more than today's prices to buy shares, um, simply because the, that future is more uncertain than it has been. Coke is a fantastic brand. Coke as a company has a wonderful distribution network. The question now is how much is that worth? And I think we have to be fair and say less than it used to be. Yeah, yeah I love that distribution. That's another whole topic. Motley Fool Money. For more, go to fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Exactly. Zuck and Elon are having a bit of a, a tussle over AI. At Zuck the and Elon. So, uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, yes, who he's is the founder, he's a creator of Facebook. Right, right. You might have heard of him. Right. And Watch there's another us. guy called Elon Musk. Iron I like Man to refer himself. to Iron Man, exactly. uh, who is, who is uh, I'm, I'm a bit of an Elon fan. I think he's pretty cool. And anyway, so he, he, he did, he did uh, Tesla. Right. Um, Are you a Tesla man? That's right. Um, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ford and Holden, come on, give me a Tesla any day, any day. I don't care what you say. <laughs> and so... Um, 
Elon is a noted AI, uh, not a skeptic. I no. think he, he very much thinks it's coming. But yes, he yeah. thinks it could herald the you know, Armageddon, frankly. that you know, it's, it's Armageddon a, out of here. Yeah, I mean, he, well, oh, well, he's going to Mars, so maybe he's really backing himself <laughs> up there. Indeed. So, so uh, read us the tweet that was sent around there, mate. Oh, man, I love this tweet. So it was a, it was a tweet from Musk. Um, basically, what had happened was he, a reporter talked about Mark Zuckerberg's view on, um, on AI. And, uh, and Mark Zuckerberg was reported as saying, uh, Zuckerberg blasts Elon Musk warnings against artificial intelligence as pretty irresponsible. In other words, Zuck's calling out Musk and saying, dude, what do you know? It's completely irresponsible. And God love Elon Musk, but he replied. And he said something along the lines of, uh, I've spoken to Mark about this, and his understanding of the subject is reasonably limited. <laughs> Ooh, now, if those burn. aren't fine... <laughs> Those are, and, and I've got to tell you, look, I know you love Elon Musk. I love Elon Musk. He's doing some wonderful things. Solar, Tesla, um, probably Tunnels, owned to Mars. Hyperloops, right, you right, name right. it. Yeah. You know what I love? He's, he's digging a tunnel. Yeah. The name of his tunnel company? Boring. The boring company. Get oh, it? Boring, boring. It. Get it? Love yeah. it. Love it. So he, and, and frankly, he is he has lost more brain cells than you and I have together, Ram. I've got to tell you. <laughs> and, and when he when he says that, you, there's, there's two famous scientists, right? Um, behavioral finance economists. Amos Tversky and Daniel Kahneman, you oh, might have heard yeah. of them, they, they won a Nobel Prize. One of, the, one of their fellow academics said, the true test of intelligence is how long it takes you to realize that Amos Tversky is more smart, more intelligent than you are. <laughs> and that's a really, really nice line. That's, that's the same true. with Elon Musk, right? It's like, yeah. the longer it takes you to realize that Musk knows more about you, the stupider you are. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. when, when Zuck and, and Musk, and Zuck's no, Zuck's no, uh, uh, he's no slouch, but no, God no. I've got to say, when, when, <laughs> when Zuck says, we've had a chat, you don't really know what you're talking about. That's, uh, that's pretty clear. So I, well, we thought it was we thought it was interesting, but at the same time, we've got to talk about AI. We haven't really touched it too much, and we'll, mm. we'll have to come back. It's such a big subject on it, but it's it, we've we were talking during the week that the iPhone is is ten years old. Mm. If you can mm. imagine that, I mean, before then you could send an email yeah, yeah. on your phone if you had a BlackBerry, and that was about it, and it was text sort of only. Mm. Now you've now you can just do you got a supercomputer in your pocket, and that was ten years ago. So the yeah. next big mega trend that all the, um, all the pundits are talking about is AI and how this, you know, this cognition of everyday items is going to just radically, radically sort of transform the world. Yep. Um, now before we sort of get to the inevitable Terminator references, <laughs> uh, here, is that something that you're on board with? Is that when you look into your crystal ball 10 years out, do you, do you see yeah. AI, the, the cognition of, of elements everywhere? Or? Hang, hang on a second, Andrew, I'll be back. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's terrible. <laughs> Come on, you called me out. I had, to, I had to go with it. I had to go with it. Here's the thing about AI. AI. I found another tweet from Musk. And he talked about there's things are improving in terms of tech, what he says exponentially. In other words, each step is a greater improvement than the step before it. So an exponential curve, you got one, then by two, then by four, then by eight, and it becomes this compounding machine, mm. right? And he says we're in a double exponential phase, that mm. hardware and software are both increasing at an exponential rate. And that's why he's so worried is that the genie coming out of the bottle by the time the genie is let out of the bottle, we will have microseconds yeah. to get it back in, mm. and and that's that's the real challenge. So yes, we can be we can be thoughtless about it. We can be um, we can say well, worry about it when it happens. The mm. problem is by the time it happens, as you said, Andrew, mm. it will be too late. And frankly, even the point at which we realise it's about to happen mm. is probably I don't know, the days, weeks, months before it actually does happen. So mm. the time we get to start responding to the the, the the very real potential threat, it will be effectively over. We just won't get our act together in time. Wait a sec. Are you talking about the th threats to humanity here, or, or, or are we talking about sort of well, some, some industry uh, well, no, no. So consequences? He, well, well, here's Musk's point. Musk isn't worried about industry consequences. Yeah. Musk is genuine, genuinely saying he believes we have the potential to effectively have thinking machines who can make their own decisions. Mm. And by that time, that is genuinely a threat to humanity. And it sounds like 
a conspiracy theory. It sounds like that kind of tinfoil hat wearing, um, whatever, but, but just the, a little bit. Well, here's the thing, right? It's like, it's one of those things where even if the chance is small, mm. the res the results of that yeah, are catastrophic. Yeah, and that's right, Musk's point right, is, right. are you really sure you don't want insurance against this? Cause if you don't have it yeah. and the worst happens, you are completely screwed. Okay. And again, if it was, if this was anybody else other than Elon Musk saying, you kind of go, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, yeah. this is, a, this is, this is Elon Musk, right? And we, it, it almost is its own, its own category. Yeah. You know, the guy behind electric cars were coming for decades, right? Yeah. In fact, some of the first cars were electric as it turns out, but great they, documentary coming, called uh, what happened to the electric car or who killed the electric, who killed car. the, that's the one thank you. Correct. And so that, that, you know, and, and it, and it was killed. Yeah. And then Musk single-handedly and with a lot of money bought the whole thing back to the point where Norway, now Great Britain are saying no internal combustion engines to be sold after certain times. Volvo was already not only doing hybrid or electric. Yeah. Musk has, has, has with, with power prices and other things, has really pushed this forward. And that's a real challenge for, for humanity, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, so much to talk about there. I tell you what, we'll come back maybe Speaking next week. Let's talk. Humanity. Let's talk about. Um, <laughs> let's let's talk about the 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 investment that was my ramifications. Best ever segue. Oh, mate, I'm, you completely. It's a low. It. It's a low bar, so I guess oh. I, I can give you that one. <laughs> You're looking for me over my trailer. Real money advice from real people, not just a couple of dicks with a Porsche. Get more at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Can you give me a sound effect, please? The boom tish? No, no, no. The... Oh. oh, God, it's terrible. We can <laughs> you tell, wanna, you can you tell how much we it. rehearse on this. <laughs> it's time for our high horse, and it's, it's my turn this week. <laughs> and I'm going to wax lyrical Seamless. about market forecasts and how they get under my skin. So every, the start, in fact, all throughout the year, anywhere you see someone being interviewed in a fancy suit, it's like, where is the market going to be at the end of the year? Where is the market going to be by Christmas? What's the market going to end this financial year on? That's not unreasonable, is it? It's a great question. God knows if I had the answer to that, I'd be a ridiculously rich man. Well, if you don't have the answer, what the hell are you doing on a finance podcast? Well, I get the, it's just, for my money, it is something that is unknowable. So when people, let's start at the beginning. When people talk about the market, they're probably talking about the All Lords or the S&P ASX 200, one of the major indices. Yep. You know, what is it, 5,700 or something at the moment? And they'll say, well, you know, so there's there's a there's a difference between someone sort of saying, listen, I'm not really sure, but I think the market is, you know, not necessarily overvalued is one thing. But what you find increasingly is someone will say, yeah, I think the market will be 5,842.3 by the end of the year. Now, why it gets under my skin is one, there's no way you can possibly know that. Two, we've got decades, frankly, of really good experience here where every time we ask these knuckleheads these questions, they are always wrong. And yet we they get asked the question again and again and again and again. The second thing is, well, what does, does it actually matter anyway? I mean, unless you're investing in the index proper, the stocks that you happen, there's 500 stocks, give or take, within the All Ordinaries Index. You know, if you've got a portfolio of 10, 20, 30 stocks, it's not necessarily going to correlate highly with what that market is doing. Okay, but if I'm an index investor, I've got an ETF, which is a Vanguard total market ETF. Surely I care about it then. Mate, if you are investing, I think index investing is a wonderful thing for the record. But if you're looking to put money in an index for a one-year holding period, you need your head red. It is roll of the dice. We know statistically one in every three years the market is going to be. The market's had phenomenal long-term success, but one in every three years is a bit of a shocker. And sometimes that can be really rough. So you are, you are, you are taking a big part of your life savings and saying, yes, yeah, 66% odds are good. I'll take that and I'm mm. going to roll the dice. I think it's insane. So there's very, very good evidence to see 
suggest that as your holding period increases, the chance of loss diminishes very, very rapidly indeed. So, so whatever someone thinks the market is going to be at the end of the year has no practical value. Very, very, very good evidence to suggest that they're probably going to be wildly wrong. And yet next year, we're all going to ask them the same question again. Okay. Forget it. Okay. It's a waste so of time. Why would, I, why would our listeners bother listening to us if we don't know what the market's going to do? That, that's Surely that's the only reason you invest is because you have a view and you think you can make money by investing sensibly. And if you can't work out where the market's going to go, how can you work out where anything's going to go? Mate, it's the difference between investing and speculation. Speculation is just saying, I think that this will be higher just because. And investing is basically, well, to get completely nerdy, is it's looking at the discounted value of all future cash flows and paying a reasonable price for that. that. clicking sound as people turning that off. Is, well, that's exactly, yeah. well, fair enough too, I suppose. <laughs> but look, if I'm buying, if, and this is what gets me a lot with property, and again, you know my thoughts oh, well on that Jesus, as well. So when you're go. buying something we just because you think it's going to be higher next year, rather than I think I'm going to get a good rental yield and other things, the decision becomes one of pure speculation. And again, history and the academics and anyone has ever spent more than half a second looking at this will tell you it's a mugs game and you're going to probably lose a very serious sum of your money. Okay. But you still haven't told me if we can't tell people where the market's going to be at the end of the year, why should they invest with us? Well, because uh, we're not in the business of providing a speculation. So what, what matters to us is will the businesses we invest in be worth in the future and will they provide a regular, attractive, ongoing return? Now, so for me, if we talked about Coke before, you're obviously a believer in Coke. Do you know where Coke is going to be tomorrow, next month, next year? I guarantee you don't. But you've obviously firmly of the view that over time, its earnings will justify its its current share price and that relative to the money you put into that investment, you will get more out in terms of net present value. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Let me try and put that in place. Sorry, that was, that was the non-Tesla owners out there. Okay. Uh, the, the, what, we're, what we're really saying is we don't know in with any certainty over short periods of time What's going to happen? Well, no one does, not just we. And we don't know anything. We don't know over over long term what things are going to do, but we can reasonably put the odds in our favour more often than not over a long enough period of time to say a quality business with quality prospects and a reasonable price is likely to beat the market given a long enough period of time when the market stops being a voting machine and starts being a weighing machine. I think a good analogy is with the weather. You can have the world's best meteorologist and he is not going to be able to tell you what the weather is going to be like four Thursdays from now. He's, not, he's going to be a complete stab in the dark, but he's going to be able to tell you pretty confidently that July is going to be colder than December. And, and I think that's probably what we're trying to do here. We're looking mm. at the climate more than the day-to-day -day weather. And we're not going to try and, you know, whether it's going to rain or not, but we are trying to work out what, whether the sun will more or less be rising in the future, I guess. That was terrible. The sun will rise tomorrow. I, yeah, that's it. Let's move on. In fact, let's end that's it not, right exactly. there. <laughs> Get the hell out of Dodge while the getting's good. Mate, um, thank you again for your time. Remember, listeners, you can subscribe to Motley Fool Money Podcast through iTunes or your favorite Android podcast app. And if you like what we're doing, please give us five stars. And go to www.fool.com.au forward slash triple M if you want to subscribe. And you should to our free newsletter. Thank you very much. And until next week, full on. Full on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The Motley Fool operates under financial services license 400691.